Hi, my lovely friends. <laughs> I feel like it's been a really long time. How are you today? I hope you're having a wonderful day so far. Okay, well, as wonderful as it can be right now. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, hi, my name is Harmony Miller, and uh, it's really been a long time. If you're a follower of the... <laughs> if you're a follower of this podcast, um... I don't know, thanks for sticking around. Even when I can't speak with the words that I say out of my mouth, I don't know. Um, and if this is your first time just listening, <laughs> welcome. You picked a great episode. It, at least, like, I'm biased, but, you know. So, things have kind of changed a little bit around here, you know. Uh, but well, well, let, me, let me just tell you a little bit also what's going on today. Uh, I'm going to tell you about a strange case of Emma Filipoff, who's been missing since, like, I think it's 2013. I have it all written down. I, I could be wrong, but I think that's when. Uh, so I just found out about this case, and I have to say, by the way, if you guys hear this weird sound in the background, that is my corgi who decided currently, right at this moment, he needs to chew on a bone. I'm impressed very impressed. Love him. So, um, I just found out about this case, and I have to say, this is one that I, I just, I had to share it with you guys. Like, it's, I don't know. Like, maybe it can help. Maybe we can, we can find Emma, or just know what's going on. So, if you like mysterious, like, vanishing people, wait, that, that just sounds like that's, Mysterious missing people cases. That's so much easier. Take two for the audio guy that I don't have. Use take two. Um, <laughs> you know, just like if you like that kind of stuff, you'll love this uh, episode. And if you like, uh, I don't know, like true crime and other things or like the paranormal, then follow this podcast. I don't know. Subscribe. Whatever it is you do on whatever platform you're using, I just go for it because what do you got to lose besides time of your day uh sorry about that <laughs> so as i stated it has been a while since a podcast has even been let out by what the actual f um i am the main creator of this podcast i just kind of didn't know fully where i wanted to go and like i went through a lot in my life it happens don't judge me uh, but yeah, and I always wanted to share these, like, paranormal, uh, things or true crime and things that I'm really into, um, because I feel like there's a lot of people, because I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm weird, so, <laughs> um, yeah, I just, y'all gotta be, be prepared. So if you've been here since the beginning and so forth, you know that I used to have some advice and so forth, but a lot of the stuff was, you know, creepy and odd things from around the internet. Um, I'm gonna drop giving advice and stuff because, like, let's face it, uh, does anyone ever really listen to people's advice? No, you're gonna do what you think. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of really into, like, true crime and paranormal stuff, and I wanna do what I would like to share. Sorry about that, guys, but, you know. Um, but, yeah, and I'm going to be the only host. There's no more co-hosts. I might have guests once in a while. We might talk about certain things. But this is a podcast for, like, dude, what the... What? Like, what the fuck? 
but in the aspect of this shit happens in real life, be it if it's just like maybe unproven stories. I don't know. I haven't figured that one out. But yeah, you know, which is it's gonna be different. It's gonna be fun. You're gonna like it. I think. I don't know. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> let's get into the case now. Um, I figured it's it's been so long and with a sabbatical that I wanted to come in with like a missing person story because. I was kind of missing for a while. Like, on here. I wasn't missing. Like, in real... I gotta watch what I say on the internet, don't I? Okay, whatever. Apparently, this case is actually really huge in Canada. Because that's where it happened. So, like, obviously. But I just actually heard about it. Which shocks me in a way. Because I, I literally will search all over YouTube and, like, Spotify for this kind of stuff. Just because... I don't know. Like this, maybe my head's just like, oh. but I also am so intrigued because it's just, what I don't understand what makes people do these things. But it's almost like I want to figure out why and I want to help, but I've never actually been able to help with any cases. But it's still interesting. I'm a murderino, okay? Like, if you don't know what a murderino is, then you should check out uh, my favorite murder. Just gonna say that, but. Go for it, seriously. Those girls know what they're talking about. Okay, so honestly, let's get let's get let's get to the case. Okay, God, you guys talk so much. I can't get a word in edgewise here. Um, so today, I'm going to tell you about Emma Filipov. I Filipov. I'm honestly, I think I'm saying that wrong. So just don't come for me, okay? Uh, so Emma just seems to have disappeared into absolute thin air. Um, Emma was living in Perth, Ontario for quite some time with her family, but you know, like most of us, she had dreams of living somewhere else, somewhere far off into the West. And uh, her dream was actually to move to uh, Victoria, British Columbia, which she actually did in 2001. So Emma was 25, and at this time she didn't have a place to like actually live. But she figured, I'm just going to move and, I don't know, like, go for it. Because, you know, when you want to do something, you're just like, you can't hold me back. You can't hold me down. Okay? No, you just can't. But, you know, so she just went for it. Bastion, is that bone good? I'm glad. All right, again, the uh, backdrop of the sound for the music of this case is my dog chewing a bone. That's just a little uncomfortable. So... You know, she figured, why not? She didn't have anything to really keep her in Perth. She didn't have any kids. She wasn't married. There was nothing like, ooh. I mean, yes, her family was there. But, like, this was something she really wanted. So she, she did it. Um, her plan was to figure it out when she got there. Because, uh, you know, living on the edge. I'm not going to say I haven't done things like that. So Emma also told a friend, though, that she had a feeling something amazing was going to happen in Victoria. So once she moved to Victoria, Emma ended up moving in with, like, a childhood friend for a while and their partner for a bit. And I don't know, like, after a few months, Emma stayed in those same apartments. Like, that's why I'm saying I don't know, like... It says she st she moved into a different unit, and then some say she moved into a different unit in the actual same building as that, like, previous apartment. So, I'm not sure, but she definitely stayed in those apartment complexes, just moved out from her childhood friends. Um, 
So in winter of 2011, Emma began... Why did I say it like that? Emma begun. Emma begun... Why am I saying begun? Emma began working as a barista in a cafe. But it didn't last very long over time because I, I think... Okay, so what I get from her, and this is why this kind of makes sense, and you'll, you'll understand it more as you listen to this case, but she just, she kind of liked to do her own thing. She did not really like to feel or, like, be tied down. Um, I guess, you know, a lot of people called her a free spirit, so I really, I, I hope you understand what that is. Maybe you will. Um, now, when she left, she actually ended up moving in with another friend, like, when she left that job. They lived in a hotel for a few months, and that hotel was actually called Hotel 760. Emma actually ended up getting a job cleaning the rooms there. Yet, over X amount of time, I'm not sure, just over time, she, it seems like she just, she gets restless. You know, I'm not... I have ADHD, so I can understand, but, like, I've learned to focus because I also have overthinking, so that makes things really fun. But I feel like she just got restless, you know, like, maybe when you're young, you were kind of just like, I can do this, I can do that, I'm gonna do this, and then the thought of just being bogged down made you, nah, mm -mm, nope. So, yeah, um, and she claimed that, or it was claimed, not she claimed, it was claimed that whenever she wanted, she would just literally do as she felt. And there were supposedly times that she would sleep in the woods at night. And, like, in a tree. And I'm not just saying just, I'm not, like, against the tree. I mean, in, like, the arms of the trees where the branches are. Like, in the, in the pit branches. Like, the armpits of the trees, but they're upwards. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the V? I don't want to say the V because that just sounds dirty. Okay, you know what? Off topic. Or, like, in an actual trunk. Like, that is some fairy-in-the-woods type shit that I, I just feel like that'd be kind of cool. Like, sleep in a... Tr no, weak as the bugs. Or, like, snakes. Nope. You know what? <laughs> Talked to myself about that real quick, and I got distracted. Um, so, she actually even lived in a houseboat for a while. She just kind of came and gone as she pleased. I was like... You know, why not? It's her life. Just, she just, she's enjoying it, you know? <laughs> Live your best life. Or, like, you know, some shit like that. And uh, from 2012 to November of that year, Emma would stay at a woman's shelter named Sandy Merriman Shelter. She would do this in intervals of, like, a few weeks to a month at a time, or when she really needed somewhere to stay for the night. Um, she also, in 2012, got a second job, um, I'm sorry, not a second, <laughs> can't read my own handwriting, got a seasonal job at Redfish Bluefish, which is a seafood eatery. <laughs> That's a clever name, Redfish Bluefish, one fish, two fish, um, <clears throat> distractions. So, she actually ended up working, my apologies, I had in the middle of doing that, um, my neighbors, like, you were yelling at each other for a second, a door slammed, and then one of them sped off, because <laughs> it's 2020. <laughs> Why not? Uh, so, you know, uh, she actually ended up working there until October 31st, 2012, and she actually was expected to return back in 2013. Like, 
it was completely set up. She was absolutely going to be going back there because it's seasonal work and it's just when they need them. So, you know, like most people, when you live away from your friends and family, you you tend to check in and unless you're just like you're, if you're a hermit, I understand. Like, believe me, I have friends that I haven't talked to for I don't know how long, but like they'll check in on me or like I'll just go, hey, what's up? Or I'll send them a meme, and that means, like, I care. You good? Like, you know, you know. You just, you check on people, and they check on you, especially when you're not close. Um, and Emma did this, you know, like, not the meme sending. She just, she'd call, and especially, like, in the holiday season. And um, according also to her friends and family, she would also write these, like, very upbeat and kind of poetic emails so yeah, at this point though, she had not told them that she was staying at a shelter. And I'm not, like, Bastion, are you okay? My dog is rolling around snorting in the air. That, that bone, are you good? Okay. So, um, you know, they didn't know she was staying at, are you waiting until I speak? Okay, he just wants attention, guys. Just let me know that you heard Bastion because he wants the attention. Attention, little sleut. So, for the... Okay, this is the third time. Can I can I just say this? Just let me get this sentence out. Love you. Now, <laughs> she didn't say he's still doing it. Give me a moment. I'm sorry. That was great. Okay. Now, they did not know she was staying at a shelter. Oh, God, it took so long to get that out. Um, I'm not sure, though, like, why she didn't tell them at that point. I Okay, so if it were me, and I'm just spitballing here, it would, maybe so they didn't worry, because usually when you hear shelter, you think, oh, gosh, are you okay? Like, what can I do? And, like, you don't want to put that burden on anyone, especially if you're trying to to do this on your own. But I don't, that's just me. I don't want to assume for her reasoning. I don't, I don't know. Uh, so Emma also likes to spend time with the homeless. Bastion, what are you doing? Okay, well, this episode, my co-host is my corgi. Cowboy Bebop is in the house. So um, she likes to spend time with the homeless community and like, boat owners, uh, like street performers, and artists down in this Inner Harbor area. She actually made like, a lot of friends. I mean, when you guys hear all this, I, this woman has more friends than I do. And I'm, I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm, I want to high five her or hug her because. When you start getting a lot of, like, friends, I feel you just get a little, I don't know, I turn into an introvert, kind of. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. So, um, yeah, uh, sorry. Uh, they describe her as a free spirit, like I, like I said, you know, this is why I, I went to that, and, uh, that she was adventurous, really creative, but sort of soft-spoken, and was actually highly sensitive to people. I don't know, when I when I read that, to me it made me think of like an empath. And if you don't know what an empath is, I'm just gonna ask you this. When you're around people, can you feel tension that you're not even, like, it's not coming from you? Or do you ever just get around someone and before they even say like they're upset or they're having a bad day, you for some reason just feel 
that they are. You just feel it. Like, maybe that's what I'm getting is how she is as a, a person and what they're describing. And, uh, or, you know, I don't know. So, <laughs> okay, so real question, because I just went off on that. Have you, have you ever, like, wondered what someone thought of you? Like, how they describe you? I'm like, I kind of want to know, because I think about it. And then, then I just go, no, 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 no. No, that's fine. It's fine. If anything gets bad, I'll get told. You know? Right? Because who really wants to know? Okay, now I'm thinking about it again. Okay, sorry. Alright, uh, I crack myself up. Even though I'm not even hilarious. It's fantastic. So, um, Emma actually, if you couldn't tell by now, preferred nature over city life. And she would often just walk around barefoot, which that actually makes my feet hurt. Like, I've, I've walked out to my car barefoot, and first of all, I live in Florida. My feet feel like they are just... When I walk, like, melting to the hot asphalt. Because it's, I don't know, like, 4,000 degrees in this fucking state. And then, like, then I think of, like, gravel, too, or, like, little stones. Ah, God! Oh. But, man, go you, Emma. Go you. And anyone that does that, good job. I couldn't. I just couldn't. So, um, you know, she, she enjoyed being free. And I'm, see, if you get, like, what I was talking about earlier with, like, the free spirit and just kind of doing her own thing, and it's just like, this is me, okay? Just, I want to experience me. But, yeah, like, I feel like we all know someone that is kind of the description that I'm describing. I'm going into more detail because, like, I know someone that's like that. And, like, hey, I mean, I, I understand a lot of the stuff, but I have responsibilities that I have to stay in places. And I would love to travel, but I can't. So, you know, free spirit away. Um, or maybe maybe we don't. Maybe you don't know someone like that. I don't know. I'm just... Going with all right, okay. So, uh, friends of Emma also said in summer of 2012 she was looking for a more pure lifestyle, and by that I mean she actually quit drinking and stopped smoking. She stopped drinking coffee or eating any sugar. And speaking of eating, my stomach just growled. She was also vegan and cutting out like like GMO and processed type foods because she just. She really wanted to eat, like, the organic and natural way. Uh, you know, like, you, you get it. The, the stuff that's really expensive and a little bit bougie. You know, if that offends anyone, I'm sorry. But my income, I'm just like, I'll get the lettuce that's 99 cents instead of the $4 one because it has nothing done to it. I feel like you should pay more for the additives. If it's just grown and you pluck it, like, say fuck it and charge less. I don't know. That was a rhyme that I reached for. So, um, yeah, like, she was doing this, and, you know, summer comes around, and she's actually eating less and less, but she's drinking a shit ton of water. So, friends actually said that she looked kind of like a monk when she would eat, and, like, she acted like one in her social life just I don't even know what that means like I picture someone just showing up in like a monk robe just oh I can't do the the monk sound because I'm trying to do it like manly because I don't think I've ever seen a female monk it wouldn't be like oh 
no, like, oh, that is kind of the music, whatever. But I'm not trying to be offense, offending, like, here, or be offensive. I just, that's what I thought of when I heard that, because I don't know what monk light is when someone's eating or, like, in a social situation. I just don't understand that. But that's what they, that's what they said. Um, Emma actually purchased a van, though, in July of 2012, because she wanted to travel around and just, like, live in the van. And, I mean, have you guys ever looked on Pinterest at some of these, like, van homes? Oh, my God. Makes me almost want to go do that. But, again, I have responsibilities because I am an adult. Not that you can't be an adult and do that. I just, I'm that adult that I, I can't go and do that. But it's beautiful. And, I mean, some of these people are going to sleep with the ocean right there. Oh, my gosh. It's the stunning. And I'm not even a beach person. Like, come on. So... No, this was this is what she really wanted to do. She actually was like extremely excited for like this independence and this huge adventure that this van could actually bring into her life. So over time, the van ended up becoming a source of actual financial strain on her. It led to being towed a few times, and it had some actual issues, like mechanically, because you know. It's what happens sometimes when you want something, it has to go, nope, nope. That was a, that was my own song for, like, it just, it, she got, she didn't get what she wanted. And, uh, it wasn't that, like, she thought it was, okay, so, she knew she did, she, it wasn't going to be easy, but this isn't what she assumed. And I'm pretty sure it actually bummed her out. She was basically, at this point, asking around for cheap mechanics before she ended up vanishing. So she, it seems like she had some kind of plans to still follow that. But I don't know. That's just, that's kind of what it seems like to me. So as winter approached, Emma was kind of like unsure where she wanted to go and what she wanted to do with herself during the cold winter months. I mean, like she couldn't sleep outside. And like, that's just... That's cold. So she she's kind of began to distance herself from others. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure she just didn't want to seem like a burden or say anything to anyone. But her friends say that she started to become fearful and withdrawn and even seemed to be a little bit paranoid. Now, in mid-November, she actually told a friend that she was leaving Victoria and may go to Salt Spring Island. But then other friends were told that she was going to go, like, first, like, go sail on a boat to Mexico, or she was going to go to San Juan with a man she hardly even knew, because this, that sounds like a, a romantic drama of some sort. And even that she was moving to California, or even, I don't know, Costa Rica. Oh, and then she also planned to travel to Japan with her father. Or even possibly, like, live somewhere far away off the grid. She even told another friend that she would be surprising her family and going to Perth, Ontario. So, I think it's, like, honestly, at this point, safe to see at this point in this part, she just may not have known what she really wanted to do. Or she had all these plans, these ideas, and she was going to do them all, and just kind of like sharing them with everyone, like, yeah, what's up, Tom? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Costa Rica. Hey, what's up, Sally? I'm thinking about going to California, you know, because like, 
she's a free spirit, okay? She doesn't, she didn't know. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Again, here I am. I'm freaking assuming. I, I gotta stop assuming. That's just, I'm making an ass out of you and me. Uh, so yeah. Uh, there were possibly some warning signs that Emma may have been dealing with some private mental health, like, struggles and issues. But this, this was actually noticed as early as 11. So... A childhood friend said that she would often see Emma arranging patterns with like feathers and shells and rocks and honestly even sometimes food which like I'll be bored sometimes and sit there like you know you tap your mashed potatoes you kind of play with your peas or is that just me because like I also eat my food in sections unless like I took a bite of one thing and I was like no I'm, I'm really want, I want I want that so, but you know, I usually eat my food in sections. So I don't know. Like this, this could be this could be her own thing. Um, but this actual same friend ended up contacting Emma's father at some point um, when Emma woke up one night and found Emma outside on a grass hill, and she seemed to be in like a motionless, euphoric state, and she was just staring up at the sky, like the stars. Which I mean. The night sky is beautiful. Do not get me wrong. And if you haven't looked up for a long time, and just, you should. It'll just, it'll kind of relax you and ground you. So, uh, yeah, this, this actually concerned her friend, and she calls Emma's father. Well, the next day, her father ended up reaching out to Emma and offered to buy her a ticket and for her to just, to come home. Well, the thing is, is apparently when Emma learned that her dad was actually contacted, she got really, really upset and insisted that, like, no, I'm fine. I don't want, like, his help. I don't need it. Just stop. You know, like, kind of just that way. Just for, maybe she thought that, like, she was just enjoying herself and this person was judging her and she didn't want to go home. Like, I don't know. Like, there's stra- I don't know. I'm trying to see it from her side right now. And... So here's the thing about this incident. Her father at that point in time actually did not mention it to Emma's mom. Like, just not until pretty much way later on, I guess. So Emma's mom and dad actually ended up, you know, they're not together. They've had a divorce. And her mother, whose name is Shelly, actually, is very involved in this, um, said if she would have known about that very first incident then she would have flown out right away. Just, you know, this is her daughter. I mean, like, I don't have that experience with my mom, but i that's how I would be with mine. Like, come on, like, I'm your mama. So, several friends say Emma was dealing with, an, like, ongoing stress because she was being harassed by somebody. This person was supposedly someone she'd had a really bad experience with years prior. It was sometime in like 2009 because Emma was studying in British Columbia and was studying in the culinary arts. That's, That's basically all they knew about that because she never gave this stalker or like harasser's name. It was just the that she was like going to school for culinary arts and she had a bad experience with this person and now they're like harassing her or stalking her. And the thing is, is 
Emma also had a journal, like, you know, I mean, I'm no shame. I have one too. It just helps you. And then you can look back and be like, ah, that's where I fucked up. Or like, ah, that was a good day. You know, like, I, I highly recommend it. And if you want to judge me, that's fine. I don't care. I'll put you in my journal and be like, this person was mean to me. <laughs> and then I'm just going to tear the page out and throw it away because I don't care. Um, so she didn't mention this person's name either like this stalker or harasser in this journal which I don't know that that seems a little odd to me because like if I have a bad day or like a bad moment I'm like Kenny I don't know Tom (laughs) or like Meredith Dwight why am I naming the office right now I watched too much of that show. But, you know, you just, you vent, you, sh- you share, and this person was nowhere in it, which is a little odd, a little odd. So, a roommate actually said that Emma avoided social, social, I should know this word because we're currently social distancing in society, social situations where she had to interact with men. She was just, it was just something that she, she didn't, she didn't want to. It, she just didn't want to do it. If men were going to be there, it just it kind of it made her sketch. You know, just like, uh. But this is also why she would stay at women's shelters. Like, she just, she wouldn't, she wouldn't go to parties or hang out where there would be men. And uh, her friends actually say she was not always like that. It seems that something may have happened that, I don't know, maybe led her to be this way, or, again, I'm assuming, I'm assuming, I'm making an ass out of you and me, because you probably thought, yeah, that, that could be, that could be logical, but, <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming. So, uh, now, about two weeks before Emma actually disappeared, a friend was driving by the shelter, and they saw Emma outside, and she looked like she was cold and, like, damp or wet. Uh, she just was standing there though staring blankly at a bunch of birds and completely motionless the birds are coming i'm just kidding i had to do that i'm sorry this is not a funny case i just when i get uncomfortable i use humor and this case even though very intriguing just makes me go oh this is a little creepy so and also, I'm in, I'm currently about to have a hurricane hit this state, so there is thunder and it's getting darker, okay? It's a little, I gotta make jokes, because I'm home alone with two dogs. Uh, so, uh, yeah, like, he, it, it, it kind of made him go, okay, this is so weird, just so weird. So, that was, that was brought up. Uh, the staff, though, at the shelter also said that they saw signs of, paranoia and depression like really increasing in Emma that she would keep her curtains always drawn like just did not open them which hey I don't really do that either just because the sun I don't it's just it's so bright I gotta prepare for that (laughs) okay let me just live in my dark area and uh she this is this is one though that it's it, it'll make you think a little because like you don't know which way this is gonna go i mean we still don't but this needs to be shared uh she even moved furniture out to the road like the curb and across the street on that kind of curb because she claimed that it was too noisy and it was speaking to her so there's the thunder so i mean 
Okay. After that, that the shelter decides it's it's gonna call the police. They're just not to have her removed, just to have a mental like mental health check. You know, just make sure she's doing okay. Which this seems like a lot of people in here actually care about her in just a seriously incredible way. But the police just said, "Call back if you notice any more odd behavior." I'm sorry. What? Okay, that's, I'm not going to share my frustrations on that, but that's what they said. So, uh, they never actually came for a check when they were called and told these things and these signs, and they were just like, give me a call if if it gets a little bit worse, okay? (laughs) Wow. So, the staff didn't call her parents at this time because there are laws, and there's, like, privacy, and she's, she's literally 25, Okay. I mean, to me, you you might still be a little young, but your parents don't have to know. But I mean, like, maybe, I, I don't know, the laws, it's just still, I, who knows. Um, so they didn't alert, you know, the mom or the dad or nothing, but on November 23rd, Emma actually called her mom, Shelly, several times, and her mom said that she would just, she'll just come get a ticket or come get Emma, like she'll get a ticket and come get Emma, and they could go home together. What is this truck? Okay, give me a moment. Someone's backing up in a truck. Okay, they made it. Congratulations, you can park. So Emma um, would, you know, when she would say this, when her mom would say, I'm going to get a ticket, I'm going to come there and we can come home. She would always say, yeah, okay, you can do that. That'd be great. Come here. Come get me. And then she'd call back, like, a few hours later, or, like, the next day, or just be like, no, don't. It just, like, then, like, like an hour later, she'd be like, yes, come do it. Like, she just kept flip-flopping. And this lasted for a few days, actually. So now Shelly's, like, her mom, Emma's mom, didn't know at this time where Emma was staying, though. Like, you know, she's calling her and saying, come, no, don't come, just, you know, like, ah, I'm going to do this on my own, I can figure it out. And all during this, Shelly has no idea where her daughter is staying at. So she's worried, obviously, like, I would be too. I mean, I really would. Why are people yelling outside now? <laughs> this is what happens. Okay, sorry about that. Apparently, because I want to, you know, come back and do a podcast, uh, everything's got to be going on outside, and just noises, everything, there's the storm, it's just, so people are also freaking out because of the hurricane, which I understand, but also, I've been living in Florida for a long time. Okay, watch me say that, and then just, all right, uh, so, back to Emma and Shelly, and Shelly is not aware of where her daughter is at. So she's she's getting really worried, and she had no way of contacting her daughter, which absolutely like that that's just got to be very very like un- unnerving. You just mm-mm. so she called the number back that Emma would call from, and that's when she actually found out that Emma has been living on and off in this woman's shelter. So here's here's where we're, we're gonna jump into like the day. The morning of Emma disappearing for right now. Emma's last call to her mom was on the morning of the 28th, where she told her mom, don't come, mom, 
not today. And that is the exact thing she said. Don't come, mom, not today. So Shelly saw that there was also like a change in Emma's voice that it kind of worried her because she just, she didn't sound like she was okay. You know, it just, it just seemed off. So I guess Shelly decided to kind of like talk to the other family members and you like don't judge her okay like we all talk to somebody sometimes to kind of figure out like dude like what do you think because I'm, I'm a little bit I don't know so they actually like a few of them told her that she shouldn't worry about it that you know she can she's gonna be fine she's gonna get through it she's an adult she wants to be independent and so forth but Shelly just she actually felt like something did not seem right. And uh, it, 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 it made her decide to get a flight. And she flew out that very same afternoon on the 28th. And even if it wasn't to get her daughter to come home, she wanted to see her because she was really worried about her. And again, like that's absolutely understandable. So according to witnesses, Emma came into the shelter on the 28th around 6 p.m. And she then told a staff member that her mother is on the way. And when she said this, she got like visibly kind of like, like anxious, like, you know, and just upset. Like she didn't seem like, yeah, my mom's on the way. It was more like, uh, my mom's on the way. I don't know. I can't do upset and anxious right now because I don't, I don't, I just, but you, you guys know, you, you know, we've all been there. We've been upset or anxious before. And if you haven't, air high five because it's it's a little bit nerve-wracking so once she said that and that happened she actually stormed out of the shelter another resident though ran after her but they could not catch up with her Shelly arrived to the shelter around 11 p.m. again Shelly is Emma's mom and she got there at 11 p.m. that night was told that Emma did not actually claim her bed for the night so at this point nobody had any idea where Emma was. Shortly after midnight, the shelter actually called the police and reported her missing. So, from this point, I'm gonna kind of do this in a timeline and we're gonna go back in time from before she disappeared, just so we can kind of figure out where everything's at. Okay, so, Tuesday, November 20th, Emma goes to the YMCA to actually get a, like, membership there. God, I used to go to the YMCA when I was young. Those are some fun times. So there's, there's like, security video footage of her uh, entering and exiting four times in just the span of, like, 15-ish minutes. So, I mean, that's, that's like pacing, you know, you're, there's something a little bit off there. She, she seems nervous and she's peering out of the doors, like, like she's looking for someone to be there or something, or maybe she's hiding from someone. It's, I don't know, and people, people are saying like there's something in her hands, be it a phone or like just something, but also she could just be like moving her hands and fidgeting, fidgeting. I'm sorry, that's what I meant to say, fidgeting. And, uh, you know, just nervous. Um, so on November 28th, the day that Emma disappeared, she actually calls her mom at like 4.30 in the morning and says, don't come mom, not today. Well, 
I mean, Shelly tells Emma she's not going to, but obviously we know she decides to, and that afternoon she's on a flight to Emma's area, whereabouts, the, the shelter. So at 7 a.m., Emma then goes to the hotel Chateau, sorry, the hotel, named Chateau Victoria. Um, and her van, I guess, is like parked there for some reason. I'm not sure why, but yeah, she parks her van there. And uh, there's a notice on her van saying that she has to move it or it's it's going to be towed. And this, I mean, this is obviously going to upset her. She seems like she's going through something. And then to find out with this van that she had all these dreams for and like these hopes for that's already caused her kind of a bit of a struggle that now it's got to be towed if she can't move it. And I don't know if she, maybe she couldn't move it. Like, you know, again, there were some issues, but so she goes inside and she talks to like a worker at this chateau, chateau not chatel, chateau Victoria, and asks if she can set it up for like another day. I think it's like the next day. And there, there is surveillance of this. And they actually, they agree. They say, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Um, so then at 8.23 a.m., she is seen on a 7-Eleven security camera purchasing a $200 prepaid credit card. And she used her debit cards for this because she had money in, in her account. Um, she had several bags that you can see in the video, like, on her. Like, she's got this, like, a... Okay, so she's wearing this, like, beige jacket coat thing, uh, and she's got what looks like camo pants on, and she's got a bag over her shoulder, and there's also, like, an, an orange bag, I think is what it is, and that's, it looks like a purse, you know, the actual main purse that you use every day if you don't use a purse. Jeez, I'm, I need to know your secrets, because I don't even have pockets in my pants, so, you know, it's that, it's the, it's the bag that your phone goes in, like your wallet, and lots of weird sticky stuff, and trash, and old receipts, and like mysterious food pieces, and stuff. I don't, you know what I'm talking about, that one. Um, I, that's what, this one seems to be her purse. So, just remember if she's got a lot of bags. And, um, in this video, she's looking out the window, and she seems really nervous. Like, just hesitant to go outside. So then at 10 a.m., a friend riding the bus is, you know, they're just like staring out the window, you know, just minding their own business. And who do they see? Emma. But she's like standing on the very edge, just like just one step down from being on this busy road. So they, they get off the bus. And um, now she's wearing a puffy coat, by the way. She's got like her hoodie pulled up and she had plastic bags now in her, both of her hands, more bags like on her shoulders. And I think one was like around her chest, which I think maybe that was her purse. I don't know, but there's more. And uh, so they got off the bus and they go up to Emma. They just want to make sure like, are you okay? Like you're doing some, like, scary movie stuff right now. Are you okay? Or, like, seeing if she needs anything. Well, Emma ended up shaking her head no, but at the same time just stayed completely motionless. Do you see why I said some scary movie type stuff? Like, she's just standing there and she shook her head no, but, like, she's not moving. It's a little creepy. 
Um, the friend could kind of tell, like, she wasn't saying anything, she wasn't doing anything, she was just like, no, I don't need anything, so the, the friend ended up leaving her be, but that, again, kind of stuck out with him. So then another friend saw and spoke to her in, like, the early afternoon times and said that Emma, she just, she didn't, like, okay, so Emma said she did not feel well, and I mean, she didn't really look like she was doing okay, and that she just didn't want to talk, or, like, she couldn't talk about it. So this friend offered, like, hey, do you want a hug? Like, come here, I got you. Like, this, I, we don't have to talk. Like, we don't, you know, do you just want, do you want some comfort? Just, like, that kind of thing. And Emma ended up looking at them, like, like, just very, like, horrified. I don't know, just like, how dare you? Or like, oh, no, I can't. Like, you don't, I don't know. It's just horrific. Just, uh. And um, said no, you know, like, I'll take that hug. I'll take the hug. I, I, I will. All right. So I just, I mean, like, hugs are nice. But, I mean, I understand, you know, she might, just, again, she's got some stuff going on. So then two people actually claimed that they saw Emma on, uh, like, Douglas Street in the afternoon. And they were pretty concerned because, like, her, her behavior just, it's getting, like, increasingly a little bit more, just, it's getting a little bit weirder. And uh, she was walking just back and forth, like just back and forth, back and forth in the street. And she looked like she was lost. So they ended up calling the police who took a report down. Like, you know, they got the information, but I don't know what they actually did. Like, I don't think they came and checked it out because there's no report saying that they did because like they're doing amazing so far. So they were this this like two these two witnesses uh they were the first people to call the police on or about Emma in this day. Another witness said that they saw her downtown with an older man. Now, I there is no description of this older man, but I'm wondering is it the mysterious man she hardly know that she's going to go to San Juan with? I'm sorry, that's how my head works. But again, there's no actual description of this older man, just that he's older, which I'm an older woman. I'm 33. But if you were to see me, I don't know if you'd think that. So is he, is he like 30? Because that's five years older than her. Is he 45? Is he like, I don't know, 79? We don't know this. And that's just a little bit, I don't know, it's frustrating. Okay, so then at 5.54 p.m., Emma bought a cell phone at the exact same 7-Eleven that she went to for the prepaid card. So, I mean, the video shows her there. Like, it, she's paying, and then she kind of just, she, like, hangs around by the front doors, and she's nervously looking out, like, the glass, and just, like, uh It's like, it's like she's afraid, again, to just to go outside. Like, there there's something going on. Something is bothering her, but... I don't know. This is after, is this after? No, this is before she goes to the shelter. So then, um, I want to let you guys know another thing too. The cell phone that she bought, she never actually activated, or it was just never activated at all. Um, so 6 p.m. then, you know, she returns to the shelter and she gets really upset. Her, my mom is coming. Ah, like, you know, just, she's, She's angry, and then she's like, she just seems, not, she's not okay at this rate. She's like, right now, she's not good. Um, then at 6.10 p.m., 
a taxi driver actually picks Emma up kind of near the shelter. She asks if she can go to the airport, but I guess, I don't know, like, she said she didn't have the fee for that trip, and she changes her mind. But the thing is, is, like, Emma had about three grand, give or take, in her bank account, and she also, she had that prepaid credit card from earlier that was $200. So, I don't know how she couldn't afford it. It was, like, 60 bucks. But she then just asked, hey, can you just, can you drop me off exactly where you picked me up? And the driver was like, yeah, sure. That's, that's not weird. And uh, when they stop where, like, he picked her up, she asks this driver, can I sit in here for a little while? And he's just over here like, okay, yeah, like, like a breather, I guess, you know? Um, and which is great on that driver because there are so many people that like are drivers and stuff. They're just like, no, I gotta go get some more fare. I gotta, you're not paying me. But like, this is, that was kind of a really nice thing. Like, I think he could tell something was definitely wrong. And he actually does say she was acting a bit odd. And she got really anxious and paranoid whenever the dispatch radio went off. Like, Straight up, she just asked the driver, why, and this is a quote, why is there noise coming out of that? So, you know, she was really freaked out. So then at 6.15, someone actually sees her a bit disoriented and barefoot on, like, a corner. He asks if she's looking for someone or if someone was following her just because she did seem a bit paranoid. She didn't say a whole lot. She just kind of was looking around just like just looking you know just a little bit weird a little bit weird she looked like she was kind of freaked out just it was it was a weird again it's weird and uh she asked like she did ask this person uh for him to walk with her for a little bit and when they were walking he asked her like what what are you doing um like where where are you going what is basically what the hell is happening emma like what is going on i mean a little bit you're just being weird. How many times have I said that in this podcast? And she actually got irritated. Like, how dare you? This is me. Or, you know, just leave me. I don't... Why are you asking me? And it just... She got irritated. And it, it was... It was like... She didn't like the questions that he was asking. It made her irritated. It made her anxious and uncomfortable. So she then says that she's going to go for a walk of her own. Or something like that. Like, on her own. And at 7 p.m., this acquaintance actually goes to, like, walks into a restaurant and calls the police, waits until they arrive at this restaurant. And this this person that was talking to Emma and they kind of knows her says that, like, something really seemed wrong with her. And that's, like, that was, that's why he called the police and he waited. So then at 7.15, two police officers find her barefoot. She's holding her shoes. And they assess this situation. Um, I guess there's... Here's the thing. So they assess the situation, and it takes about 45 minutes, I guess. And there's, like, a note that is mentioned that she didn't engage with police. Instead, she would give, like, one-word answers. Like, "Uh uh-huh. 
whatever. It's like, like just one words. Or she would just nod her head. But the thing that's weird about this is not only did they not decide, they didn't, they decided she was not like, she wasn't going to harm herself. She wasn't going to harm anyone else. She just seems like she was like a threat. And they let her, they like watched her walk away. But what is so weird is like, there's a, there's the note of that. But this is the last confirmed sighting of Emma, like confirmed. And the details that, of these like two cops, like, their identity, it has never been released. Nor everything that was talked about or mentioned in this conversation. Like, I don't know how it is in Canada if they have like radios on them or like body cams, but they do in, in the United States. But nothing about this conversation, besides the, that little bit of police note, has been released. Um, Shelly, Emma's mom, actually sent in a freedom of information request um, in like May of 2015, but it was denied and there was no reason. Like, it, she was not given a reason. Just denied. Sorry. Do not pass go. Do not collect this information. But, like, that's a little bit messed up to me. Because, like, her mom just wants to know what, like, where she was going. Like, all all that was said. And just basically anything that could give her or this case, like, a clue. Just she wants to know what happened to her daughter. And maybe something's in there. But she can't get it. So, on November 29th, the actual day after Emma has disappeared... The hotel where her van was, they had already, they were, they arranged for it to be towed because she didn't come get it. She didn't move it. She had the time. And uh, the police end up finding it hours, I mean, hours after it's been towed in the tow yard. And almost all of her possessions are there. Like, she, she had a laptop. She, she, like, her passport was in there. So it doesn't seem like she could have really, she didn't, like, hop the country without the passport i'm not saying people haven't but it just didn't seem like she was going to um but the police tow it to their you know in their impound lot on that same day shelly goes to the shelter like every single shift change and like just talks to a bunch of people and this is when she learns that emma may have been like really really depressed or suicidal so it's got to be rough. Like she had been, she'd been coming increasingly more paranoid and pretty erratic. And it just, it seemed like this was going on in like the, the two weeks leading up to her disappearance. It was, it was becoming a lot more dominant. So at the end of November to the beginning of December, two witnesses actually claim to have seen Emma but this this was not really confirmed. So December 5th, around 11 a.m., the $200 card that Emma actually purchased at that 7-Eleven was used at a gas station. So, of course, the police are thinking, oh, my God, this is it. We got a break. We got Emma. And, uh, like, this is a good thing. But... When they went to check it out and look into it, wouldn't you know? <laughs> it's not Emma. Because if it was, this would just be like, it will be a solved missing persons case. And <laughs> it's not. So instead, it was a man. Brum, bum, bum. 
who actually said that he had found this card still closed up and sealed in its little packaging on the side of the road. Hmm. So, you know, he was taken to the police station. He was questioned. Like, they did, they did everything. And they cleared him. They just didn't think that they... It just didn't... It didn't seem like he had foul play in it. But... So, then Shelly, Emma's mom says that the man called her a few times and actually said that, like, hey, um, at this point in time, I was actually drinking on a daily basis, and he was just too drunk to remember that night and where he fully actually found it. He just, he, he didn't know, and then he even waited a little while, I guess, before he used it. So, yeah, that's just a little bit that's a little strange <laughs> so then in may of 2014 in uh gaston 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 sorry beauty and the beast uh or Ga- gaston gastown look i know i'm saying it wrong okay like i get it just don't come for me a very like angry or upset man just uh, was caught on camera at some clothing store where he this low where he was at this led this clothing store and um in his hand he had a crumpled up missing persons poster and uh guess who it was for miss emma philipoff philipoof philipoff emma herself at this that's a bit strange. Because, uh, like, who who is this guy? And why I'm asking that is because, like, he has a crumpled up poster in his hand. And it just happens to be of Emma. He's pretty irritated. And, like, he's in this random store. I don't know. Like, he's supposed... I don't know where he claimed it. But somehow, because we don't know who he is... He claimed, though, to, I don't know, in this store, like, did he walk in and just proclaim this? Um, somehow, someone, something, he claims that he's, that she was his girlfriend, and that he just wants to be left alone. But I don't know how anyone has found that part out, because there's no information on him. Like, he's, he's in this video, there's security footage of this, he's in some, like, bright green shirt, like, we're talking highlighter green. And he's got tattoos on him. I think there's, like, flame tattoos. You know, flame tattoos. I don't know. Like, I think they're just okay. And uh, they're, I think they're on his arm. I don't know. He just, he, the, the video is very grainy. And it's just hard to, like, see a great thing. So no one's actually come forward with this man's identity. So that's why I'm saying, like, who said that? Like, where did they hear that he was her boyfriend? Like, I don't... Sometimes I feel like things that are released are not actually true. I don't know. Just, no one can... I don't know. It's... Okay. If you ask me, it... He seems like he could know a little bit of something. A little, just a little, like, a little smidgen. Oh, like, maybe, maybe he even... Maybe he's got something to do with it. Uh, I mean, what... Why is why did he have this crumpled up poster? Did he tear it down? And if so, like why? And why is he agitated? Why does he seem irritated? Like who the fuck 
is this dude? I don't understand. I don't, I don't know. So, green shirt man, you are staying hidden. So then following Emma's disappearance, friends and family would actually went and searched out in Victoria and like surrounding communities like Vancouver Island. They went down like basically every trail and like looked in at the small islands that were surrounding everything. Just they went everywhere. And it got to where they they just they they widened it. They wanted to search farther. And this was all over the place, like in the U.S. I mean, just Canada, basically everywhere. I don't know. I can't. I'm drawing a blank on like everything else. But I mean, I'd, I've never heard of this until recently, and I, I don't even understand how I hadn't because, like, I'm super into this stuff. Really like these things. Just, I, true crime and mysteries just make me go, oh my god. So. The family has, you know, they're not getting anything really that's tangible. So they end up hiring a, a PI, you know, a personal, a personal invest, a private dick, okay? Apparently, I just, I can't, words. And um, this, this PI actually worked for a year to try and locate Emma and, do, like, just figure out where she she was and Emma has yet to actually be found like I'm serious she has yet to be found um, there's been several sightings that are they're not confirmed and people are saying that her posters are actually being torn down around areas a witness actually believes that they could have seen Emma ripping down her own missing posters um, and if that's true, then like maybe she wanted to disappear, but it wasn't actually confirmed, so it, it might not have been her, but it also might have. Uh, and then like, there's this hunting store, apparently, and uh, this one, tell me if you guys believe this, because I don't know, but a hunting store says that a woman resembling Emma came in and asked a worker how to disappear. And that, I mean, if that's true, okay, but like, it's it's not confirmed. Like, I guess there, I don't know, is there like no video of this? Because there's video of a lot of other stuff. I don't know. Um, but she then went on to say like she had a stalker and like she was, someone was had been following her from so many places. Like it started in Ontario and just, so in 2014, a hitchhiker was actually seen on a highway near her family farm and it was matching Emma's description. But then another one was actually seen in Slukin, Slokin, Slaukin Valley. I'm sorry, I don't know how to say that. Um, in in, in Slokin, Slokin, that valley, um, about maybe like a half an hour from another family member's house. So just, it's a little, could because remember she said she was going to go back to Perth to one of the people. So maybe this is possible, I don't know. And then in 2018, we're talking quite a bit of time later, a new witness emerges, comes forward, 
And I, I don't know. Like, that's a really long time. But apparently, he just, like, he had just realized who it, it was most likely. So he says he was driving to work. It was super early in the morning, like 5 a.m., because he had just got a job and was super excited, and he, he wanted to be, get there, like, early, not just on time. You know, you all remember what it's like to get to work early because you were excited? That's what I'm talking about. And uh, so it's like 5 a.m., and this is November 29th. So remember, she's already called her mom. This is, that was 28. <laughs> she hasn't been seen. Sorry. 5 a.m., 4.30. Apparently, I need sleep. So November 29th, um, 5 a.m., he claimed to see a young woman running back and forth on the road. Like, just just back and forth. Just seemed a little bit distress didn't seem like she was all there so he pulled over and it it, is like she seems to still like her distress is just very much he can see it you know she doesn't she looks disheveled she doesn't seem like she's okay and he then just asks hey like do you need a ride again like there i i don't i would not take it but i'm just saying there's so much like people were trying to care and like help her but what was going on? Like, was she running from somebody? Was there this stalker? Did she disappear on her own volition? Okay, let me just, let me continue, because, like, I gotta finish this witness's testimony. Um, so, like, he pulled over, and he asked, hey, do you need a ride? So, this lady, as he says, gets into his car, and wouldn't you know, she wasn't wearing any shoes. And she was soaking wet, like that. She, like she's just been walking and walking all night, and like you know, the dew, the wet, the cold, the it, this, this, the lots of things. It's just wet. It's all wet all over her. She's been walking for so long. You guys get what I'm saying? Am I painting the right picture here for you? Good. Um, so she asks him if he could drive her to Colwood. I'm gonna. I I really feel like that is the correct pronunciation but my look it's not even close and you guys are going to come for me so she wanted to go to this Colwood place to visit like a girlfriend of hers well he did not want to be late for work he's just he's excited he's like yeah gonna get that paycheck gonna get that paycheck so he said he can take her a little bit closer to Colwood but he could not he just he just couldn't drive her all the way there it just it, it didn't it wasn't gonna happen. So only five minutes in the direction that she needs to actually go, like not not even that long. But I guess if you're walking, that actually helps a lot. Um, he ended up dropping her off right by this gas station. And this gas station is like 24 hours, you know. Um, he actually states that when she got out, she became paranoid again. And she darted in the street and then ran in the other direction but that was, the other direction was Colwood. So she was just, it startled him. It made him maybe just feel a little bit weird that, what, what, what happened? Like, you would be sitting there in your car and be like, okay, let's face it, half of you guys would actually be videotaping it. But, um, and putting it on like, you know, your little TikToks and stuff. I'm not saying anything about it, I have a TikTok. But, you know, he, it was weird, okay? Again, everything about this is so freaking weird. So... It took him how long? 
to come forward like he waited and come forward but he says he says he didn't know that it was emma like he doesn't he wasn't sure because he hadn't really heard of this i mean to be fair like how many of you out there heard of this case if you have you rock because like i haven't so i feel like somebody somebody else out there has had to have not heard of this um but like he did call the police and those police, oh, again, doing such an amazing job. They said, hey, you know what, buddy? Just call the Crime Stoppers. Well, he did that. But guess what? Nobody followed up. Like, nobody followed up with the tip. Like, this might have been Emma. And nobody did anything. So he then took it upon himself to reach out to Shelly, like, you know, Emma's mom, and Kimberly, who has been, like, just helping so much in the search for Emma. And Kimberly, actually, she made a podcast with an interview that she had with this guy. Like, he's in this podcast. She interviewed him extensively. I mean, a lot. This podcast is actually called The Search for Emma Philippoff. And again, I'm really sorry if I am not saying that correctly oh goodness hold on sorry i was a bit rudely interrupted <laughs> is there more noise okay we're gonna take a, another quick second okay it seems to have quieted down for like a second so again kimberly's the podcast that she did it's called the search for emma philippoff um i really suggest that you go and listen to this uh, if this if this case interests you, and if stuff like this does, you know, go listen to this. There's, I mean, there's this whole interview with this guy, um, and honestly, like, I'm gonna tell you guys the truth right now. This is this is all there is as of right now. Like, there's there's nothing else. Emma has not been seen in so long, and it's just I can only imagine what her family is going through so if you guys happen to know like you can we can look her up look up emma philippoff and uh if you've seen her if you know her reach out you know there are ways you can get in touch and let people know that you're, you saw her or you might know her i'm just saying you you could you could save like uh, save her i don't know i don't know or like you know give give any help if you know so I do hope that you guys enjoyed this uh, mysterious missing case, like this mysterious missing person case. Um, so I am so sorry that it took so long for a new episode to be on here. I'm going to be on here more, giving you guys like true crime, missing people, creepy, paranormal things, maybe a few like creepypastas that I haven't even read and we can be scared together. If you don't show up, I'm gonna be alone and that's gonna be creepy. So what else do you have to do? I mean, we're in a pandemic. It's 2020. Let's just, let's be creepy together. Let's just admit it. Like, we like weird things. But also, like, I'm gonna handle it as I do. I'm fair warned. I'm I'm a graphic person. I cuss and I make jokes when I'm very uncomfortable. If that makes you uncomfortable, 
you are you you do not have to stay. You do not owe me anything. Um, but no, it's it's actually fun to be back here, and I like that I'm doing it by myself. And uh, I, you know, I'm just glad that uh, you guys have stuck around and following, and you you like you like me. You really like me. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. Uh, but you know, occasionally I'll have guests and whatnot. So again, if you guys enjoy this stuff, follow, subscribe. You know this drill for like everything. I don't feel like I have to say it. I don't think I do because you know you can you can stick around. You can you can be my friend. I would really like that. You are my friend. Uh, if you are in Florida, guys, I just be a little safe. I understand we are used to hurricanes. But this one doesn't seem like it's going to be too pretty, according to stuff. But, 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 again, Florida, you never know. Like, just make sure you keep that social distancing if you get flooded. You, you can't float too close. I don't know. I thought that was funny, and then I said it, and it wasn't. But, yeah, guys, please be safe. And, you know, if, if you guys have any cases that you want me to share, if you know of anything that is like odd, creepy, just a little bit, like you want me to look into, hey, send me an email, okay? What the actual EFF harmony at gmail.com. And that again is what the, those are two different words, but also combined. So it's W H A T. T-H-E-E, wait, now I just confused myself, huh, I'm not sure, I'm, I'm not actually positive, give me a moment, I need to check, <laughs> okay, because I'm slow often, um, it is W-H-A-T-T-H-E-A-C-T-U-A-L-E-F-F harmony at gmail.com. Why was that so difficult for me? It's like I just had a moment of how do you spell? But then again, I'm, I'm someone who just doesn't know how to walk sometimes, choke on my own spit, just breathing and all of a sudden my lungs are just being attacked by saliva. So, you know, if you have anything you want me to share, you want me to look into and talk about, I would love to do it. You know, even if it's something on Reddit. Like, send me that way, okay? Thank you for being here on my first episode back in so long since the world has has changed. Speaking of which, how many face masks do you guys own? Because I want to get more. Also, there is a P.O. box if you, you know, if you want to send stuff to the podcast. You absolutely can, and I'm going to give you that P.O. box address. So, in order to send anything to what the actual F or me, if you'd like, the P.O. Box address is P.O. Box 47655, okay? And that is, like, the next line, 16350 Bruce B. Downs Boulevard, Tampa, Florida, Three, three, six, four, seven. All right, guys. So I hope that you enjoyed this, and I look forward 
to doing another one of these different podcasts. It was just me and you. We're just hanging out, you know? We just, we buds, sending you a high five through, you know, whatever listening device you got me on. <laughs> I, uh, I'll talk to you guys next time. Have a wonderful day.